Hi, welcome to the Core Church Podcast. Our vision is to experience Christ's heart and to share his heart with others. Ready to learn more about him? Let's dive into this week's message. for today. I pray that you would know the word of God and I pray that you would know the God of the word. I pray that you would know the word of God and that you would know the God of the word. It's one thing to come in and gather just some knowledge, but I want to know his heart. And on the vice versa end, it's one thing to be real emotional but not know this. I want to know both. Amen, church. I want to know the word. I want to know the word. I want to know the word and I want to know the God of the word. I want to know the God of the word. I want to know the God of the word. Amen, church. That's what's going to be happening today. We're going to learn, and we're going to see him face to face. Amen, church. So we're in, it's different now. I'm here part two. Ooh, you, better, you better believe it. That's for the end of the podcast, bro, not the beginning. Don't break the rules. Ah. <laughs> oh. I'm here part two. So I was in a conversation with, with uh, my in-laws, and my father-in-law is always filled with wisdom. He's like, Nick, why don't you pivot? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I was praying about it, and I didn't feel like to pivot yet, and that's why we started part two. If I were to be honest, we're doing this series a little bit backwards. Part one, I feel like I showed you the results. Part two, I want to show you how. Part two, or part one was the results, what the, the authoritative life looks like, what it looks like to walk with this heavenly authority. Hey, people are going to be let go. Fear is going to have to flee. All will be blessed. Nations will come to worship. Y'all wake this morning, church. Okay, and so that's what it was about. It was about the fruits of it, the result of it. Today, we're beginning a four-week series on, on how, how to walk with authority. How to walk with authority. So someone say, I'm here. It's still different. It is still different. It's still different. Mm-mm-mm. I, uh, my, my friend Judd and Yvette were on Instagram, and there was, there was a post by Tom Brady, and he said, we're not playing like we're capable. Yeah, I know Tom Brady. Mm. Uh, we're not playing like we're capable. I was really inspired by that. I feel like, I feel like after part one, I, this, this line came to me that we're not walking like we're capable. That we're not walking like we're capable. We're not walking like we're capable. Do you know that you can do what this word tells you to do? Do you know that when it gives you instruction, when it tells you how to live, and when it tells you what's going to happen, we can live it out, but we're not walking like we're capable. That's what we're talking about. That's why i got to teach you how to walk in authority, because you got to learn how to actually do it. you got to learn how to do it. So we're not walking like we're capable. We're going to be after this. We're going to be after this. So let's begin. If you're taking notes, please go ahead and write some stuff down so that way you remember what's happening on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, every day. <laughs> I forget what I say. Hey, those who are faithful walk with him. We talked last series about how Jesus is no longer here physically on earth. But you who are faithful, you who believe in the way, the truth, and the life, you who have turned from your past and walked with him to the end of days, you get the opportunity to walk with him. His Holy Spirit resides in you, church. Do you not know it? Do you not know, church? Do you not know who is within you? There are believers who go on decades, decades. 
decades, decades without recognizing that the Holy Spirit is in them. They either ignore him, they believe in false teachings about him, they stuff him down. And it's hard because we don't fully understand the Holy Spirit at all times. I don't fully understand all the things of, of God. If I, if I did, it would be a different story. So, he's, so the Holy Spirit is hard to preach about at times because we don't know everything. And we won't discover everything, every possible facet of how he operates all the time. But one thing I do know is that he's in me. Paul says to the Corinthian church, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Let me give you some theology real quick. If you call on the way, the truth, and the life, you believe in Jesus Christ, two things happen. First, your eternal security is, or your eternal place is secure. You are in heaven with Jesus to the end of whatever, eternity. Second thing that happens is the Holy Spirit is given to you as a deposit. Someone say deposit. Deposit guaranteeing what is yet to come. Meaning that when Jesus returns, he's going to look all across the earth and he's going to see those who have him inside of them. Those will be his children. Those who are welcomed into eternity. It's a deposit guaranteeing what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit resides in you. Lives in you. I don't feel like we believe it sometimes, and I don't feel like we walk like it. The most ignored person in the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. And so we've been talking about I'm here and it's different now, and the whole reason that we can say I'm here and it's different now is not because Nick is awesome and mighty and I got a lot of skills. No, that's not it. No, that's not it. We could say I'm here and it's different now because wherever we go, he is there. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. That means when you step into your son or daughter's room in, in the evening to pray over them, that the Holy Spirit just entered the room. That means that when you go to work and you're in your cubicle from 9 to 5, that means that the Holy Spirit just entered that workplace. That means when you go to Thanksgiving, hey, we're in November, baby. When you're at Thanksgiving and it's chaotic because that's what happens at Thanksgiving, the Holy Spirit stepped into the room. Wherever you go, he is there. He is there. Someone say he is there. He's there. He's there. I'm here and it's different now. Look at this. Acts chapter 1 says it like this. And we're going to touch on this a little bit later. You will receive power. Someone say power. You will receive power. I love the way you said it. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. I'm here and it's different now. Period. So now part two. We're not walking like we're capable. We're not walking like we're capable or worthy of the different life. It burdens my heart, to be honest. I think the Word of God should transform us, yeah? That when we dive into this and when we receive seeds from heaven, deposits from heaven, it should be changing us, should it not? I felt like, I felt like the, the part one was, can I speak transparently, church? I felt like it was inspirational, but it almost at times felt unachievable. Did anyone feel that? Okay. 
So I'm here to tell you today that it is completely achievable. And we're going to learn how to get there. Amen? We're going to walk like it. We're going to walk different. We're going to walk like we're capable. And we're going to walk in the calling that has been placed before us. As a prisoner, this is what Paul says in the, in the letter to the Ephesians. As a prisoner of the Lord then, I, or a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. It's time to get off the sidelines. It's time to stop sitting. Or it, it's, let me tell you something. It's time to get out of the church and actually live this out. It's not a Sunday one-hour inspirational method message thing. It is a we are going to live this out. We've been talking about authority. We've been talking about it. it's different now. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you a question over the past five weeks. Has your workplace noticed a difference? Has your home noticed the difference? Because if we're going to walk it out, we're going to live like it. Have they noticed the difference? Let my people go. Fear has to flee. Is fear still residing in your home? Let's get that out. All nations will worship. Are you making habits of worship? Are people praising around you? All will be blessed. Are you walking in that just supernatural overflow that overflows onto others if I had to ask you over the past few weeks would people say that they're just blessed simply by you being in the room with them live a life worthy of the calling that we've received we got to do it amen church I want to live it out I want to get to the end of the days receive the crown of life and him say well done good and faithful servant amen anyone else with me I want to receive that I want to receive that so we got to do this we got to do it well we're going to learn how to do it you're given everything you need to change every room you walk into did you know that you're given everything you need to change every room you walk into. Jesus, he dies, he rises again. He says, Matthew 28, he says, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, someone say therefore. We're going to talk about that later. But essentially, now you got it. Go. I love this. This is Mark, Mark chapter 16, I believe. Yep, yep, Mark chapter 16. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. It keeps going. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and they will drink deadly poison. It won't hurt them. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. He's going to equip you for the whole journey. Why would a father, a perfect father, tell you to go do something only for you to fail at it? So for the naysayers who say, oh, we can't do that, why would a perfect father equip it or, or, or tell his son to go fail? Tell me. He wouldn't. When I instruct Warren to do something, I give him all the equipment that he needs. What type of father would I be if I said, go cut the grass, but don't give you a lawnmower? What? So when he says you're going to do all these things, church, you better believe it. It's not, it's, it's not just for the pastor guy either. It's for believers. Okay. 
So the bottom line for today, and I have, a, I have a structure for the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about the author. Someone say the author. The one who writes the story. You have authority because you're under authority. Church, you have authority because you're under authority. We're going to be talking about how that all works. But you have authority. If there's one thing to understand today, you have authority because you're under authority. You have authority because you're under authority. Man cannot make his own authority. Man cannot establish himself as powerful and supreme. Many have tried. All have failed. All, all have failed. You have authority because you are under authority. Oh my gosh, I'm just gonna take a break from it for a second because I got a plan, but I'm just gonna take a break for it. Perhaps your authority fails because you're not under it. Write that down. Perhaps your authority fails because you're not operating under it. You've strayed from the covering. Perhaps your authority has failed because you're not under it for the moment. And listen, as believers, we make mistakes. There's times where we do wander off. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm not saying you're not known by Jesus. I'm just saying that when, when we veer off, it's hard to operate in that authority. Get under the covering of the authority, and you will have authority. Amen, church? So, the one who holds the authority is the one who authors life. The one who holds the authority is the one who authors life. Uh, anyone guess what my favorite books are ever? Lord of the Rings. Hey, 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 hey. Tolkien, I love him. Okay, this epic adventure, epic adventure of these little hobbits <laughs> who go, what, no, the book's been out for 78 years. Spoiler alert, they destroy the ring. An epic tale of good defeating evil. Gandalf the wizard, Legless the archer, I wanted to try archer, I sucked at it. So then I'd start imagining instead of the real thing. Perfect every time. Anyways. So he writes this book. Tolkien writes this book. And the author gets to choose who wins and who loses. Did you know that? The author equips the character with the capacity to defeat the Urukai or not. The author is the one. <gasps> the author is the one. The author is the one who helped Aragorn be king. And to lead Gondor. The author is the one who can establish the whole story. Are y'all catching this? The author is the one who can distribute authority, power, victory as he sees fit. As he sees fit. As he sees fit. The author is the one who establishes the story and dictates every detail. It's hard to deny it. Mm. He even allows bad guys to be bad. Mm -hmm. Did you know? Did you know that when when Satan approached God in regards to Job, Satan was permitted to only do things that was allowed by the ultimate and supreme authority. Same with Peter. Peter goes up and starts talking with Jesus. Hey, Peter, the enemy is asked to sift you like wheat. He actually respects the supreme authority before the enemy takes action. Did you know that? Wait, the enemy respects the extreme authority before he's allowed to take action. Did you know that, church? Because that's, that's the author there. That's the author. He's the one who writes the story. So, the one who holds the authority, notice author, A-U-T-H-O-R-I-T-Y. Author and authority, perfectly placed together. 
author and authority, perfectly placed together. I want to show you, I want to show you that God is the author of life. Don't take my word for it. Let's go to the scriptures. Nick is a fallible man. Let's look at what this book has to say. Hebrews chapter 12. I read this in the New King James Version. Hey, Marcus, you're rubbing off on me, bro. Something's happening to me. Therefore, one of, my, one of the most incredible verses, right? Hall of Faith, uh, all about inspiring faith movements in the Word, and then it's followed up with this. Therefore, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, able to see everything that happened in the past, Moses, Noah, all these incredible leaders, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run the race uh, with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto, there's that King James, hey, looking unto Jesus your version might say the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. What does this version say? The author and the finisher of our faith. So he started the book and finishes the book. He is the true one who began it all. To, to put in perspective, the author would be the originator. The originator of this beautiful journey. That's who we look to. He's the author of life, church. And so authority, I, I, I wrote this down, authority can only, authority can only come from one who holds a higher position than you. Did you know that? Authority can come only from one who holds a higher position than you. So let's say you want to be an officer for Monroeville. It is the municipality who equips you and anoint, or appoints you with this badge that says you have authority to act on our behalf. It's the government that is installed above that allows this person to take action and, and keep our town safe. They're given authority by one who comes from above you. It happens all the time. Church, Nick, you're the lead pastor. Do you know that I have an authority over my life? I've been so intentional about that. Do you know that I have an authority as a pastor? There's a pastor above me, Pastor Rob, who is my authority. Who I look to for wisdom. Who I come to for decisions. He's, he's not a part of this church. He's running his own churches. But I say, hey, pastor, should we go get this building? He said, Nick, it's in my spirit. Don't do it. And we didn't do it. Thank goodness COVID happened. And we would have had an $8,000 bill. We would have been out of commission. He was right. So authority comes from one who holds a higher position than you. One who holds a higher position than you. And... God is of the highest position. Look at Psalm 47. David acknowledges, for the Lord is most high. For the Lord most high. Someone say most high. For the Lord most high is awesome. The great, ooh, king. That sounds like a position of authority. Not the great person. Not the great awesomeness. No, the great king. The holder of authority over all the earth. He's the one who holds all the authority. Look, there's a, there's a scripture in Romans in which, in which Paul refers to him as the potter. In other words, the author of, the author of these pots and, and, and the clay, right? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? So we see that he holds the highest authority. He builds it as he sees fit. And our authority comes from one that is in a higher position. Amen, church. This is why it's so vital for you to stay under that authority and not wander off. Can I tell you something? Sometimes we give authority to the enemy over our life. We wander off and we go in this camp for a little bit. 
We wonder why it ain't working too well. So we're under authority. He's of the highest authority. He can make anything he wants. He's the author of the story. Author authority. Amen, church? I have to show you that first. Because without that foundational understanding, this all doesn't mean anything. You are under authority. He is the most supreme authority. He's the establisher of authority. He's the one who gives it as he sees fit. Whatever your, hey, 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 whatever your political affiliation, quote, 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 he's the one who's established it. Because man cannot equip someone with authority. It's God who establishes it. God has a plan. we got to trust always that God's plan is right. And when I understand that he has a plan for it, I can better honor leaders that I might disagree with. God established that leader. God established the leadership. I got to trust him, and I will do everything I can to honor. Can I disagree? Sure. Do I have to obey wicked things? Heck no. No. I don't have to obey what, what is evil. But I do have to honor God establishes every authority. Here's an interesting statement. Do you know that God established Emmy and I to be authorities over this church? Interesting thing is, is that sometimes people walk in with distrust over pastors, and I get it. There's a lot of church hurt, and there's a lot of things that go on, but if I know that God's in control of it, I can try trusting better. Emmy and I are not perfect. And we're learning every day. And we're faithfully trying to pursue him with our whole life. We're going to mess up. But I, I have confidence that God has established us for this position, this time, for this place. I'm glad y'all are here. So the question for us to consider today is this. How do we walk? How do we walk in the authority that we've been given? Remember, authority comes from only one who is higher than you. And God is the highest of them all. Amen, church? And so how do we walk in this authority? It's not in your own power. It's not in your own might. You're not the one who can conjure it up. It's not under Frodo's power. Tolkien is the one who wrote the story. In fact, Frodo was weak. He fell every day four minutes in the movie. I'm like, bro, I could do a better job than you, dog. Give me the ring. I'll take it to the end. I think that every time I watch, I know it's weird. Give me the ring. I'll, I'll conquer this. <laughs> oh, I'm weird. Okay. So how do we walk in it? I want to show you the perfect depiction of walking under authority. Now, we understand that there is God the Father, Christ the Son, and Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And a lot of us think that Jesus, he was supreme, and he was. He came from heaven. He descended from heaven. He came and put on flesh so that way he could live a perfect life and be the final sacrifice that would make us right forever and ever. But did you know that even Jesus walked under authority? Did you know that? Wait, 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 wait. Did you know that Jesus walked under authority? That he didn't come down here just commanding everything to happen and just running it like a boss. He actually showed us what it's like to live a perfect life under authority. To set the example for believers in the way that we ought to live. 
He would not tell us to do something that he himself wouldn't do. So he submitted himself in this perfect, I don't know how, we will never understand this mystery, how Jesus, how they are perfectly united, yet he submits to God's, God the Father's authority. I don't know how to describe it. But when he came to earth, he submitted himself to God's authority. Jesus walked under authority, church. Can I show you examples of this? Hey, go ahead, put this up here. This is a story about a man who was brought in on a mat, dropped in through the roof, and, and people were watching and observing, and Jesus is preaching and teaching, and they, the house was full, and people couldn't even come in, and so these four friends dug in the roof, and they dropped this man on a mat, paralyzed right in front of Jesus, and Jesus said, hey, pick up your mat and walk. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Jesus said, hey, your sins are forgiven. Their faith, your sins are forgiven. And they say, hey, who, by what authority or, or who are you, Jesus, to forgive this man? How can you say such a thing? Look at what Jesus says. I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He has authority because he's under authority, church. Sent by God to do this. I have, the, the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I'm going to show you. If you don't believe it, let me pick this dude up. He said, get up, take your mat and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe and they praised God who had, did you ever read that line before? Because neither have I. They praised God who had given such authority to man. Well, Nick, isn't Jesus God? Yes, absolutely he, he was. But he allowed his God side to lie dormant while on earth so that he could be fully man. Do you understand, church? He was fully human and allowed the divinity in him to stay silent for a moment. In actuality, he showed what it's like to have the perfect relationship and the perfect union with the Holy Spirit. And so, God who had given such authority to man. Look at this. There's another instance in John chapter 12. I love this. Go ahead. You can put this up here. He's talking with Pharisees and, and, and talking and preaching about the gospel and the kingdom. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. Whoa. He understands his position and his place within this call. He knows what he's called to do. I don't have to judge. I'm here to save. That's God's job. Let God be the judge of that. Not me. And so, but all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. How could you be judged without truth? Truth had to be spoken. Go ahead. It keeps going. I do not speak on my own, what church? Authority. I thought that this was the highest and the mightiest. No, he understood. He submitted himself to authority, to God the Father, so that he may live a perfect life, so that you and I may be set free forever and ever. He lived under authority, church. The perfect example of it. I do not speak on my own authority. The Father who has sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. That sounds like a man under authority, does it not? He shows us. So Jesus himself walked under authority. And by the authority that was given to him, he conquered the grave church. By the power that came from heaven. That's how he conquered the grave, church. Amen? 
That's how he did it. So Jesus has all authority when he defeated the grave. Now he has all authority. Look at this. God and Jesus came and spoke to them. This is in, uh, I believe this is in Matthew chapter 28. Jesus has all authority now. Jesus came up to them and spoke to them. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me now. I lived a perfect life. I let Pharisees lie about me, scheme about me. I let people judge me, spit on me, hurt me, stab me in my ribs, poke holes in my hands and my feet. I did this perfectly. Everything that God commanded me to do. And now I defeated the enemy and robbed him of all authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. In other words, there's the command. Wait, 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 church. There's the command. When the chief of police says, go handle this, you've been given to go handle it. Church, are y'all with me? Wait, wait, wait. He's been given all authority. So when the chief says, go and make disciples of all nations, you have the authority to do so. That's your boss man telling you what to do. And he's going to equip you to go and do that. Now you have the authority to actually go do what he's telling you to do. Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Keep up with me. So teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of age. This is the beautiful thing about our authority is that he walks with us, not just tells us what to do and runs away. And so now, Jesus has all authority. And then through that, for that go therefore, someone say go therefore. At that moment, Jesus equips believers with heavenly authority. Now you're set to go do it. Now you're equipped to go do it. Now you have the authority to go do it. And the way that you make disciples of all nations is going to look different than the way I do it. I'm the jazz hands mic guy. I'm crazy. I'm weird. I go and do that type of stuff, but it's going to look different than the way that you do it. You're perfectly positioned in your workplace to go and do exactly what you're called to do. You have the authority to go do it. You have the authority to go do it. And any authority that tries taking that away, mm-mm. Stand up. Teachers, if you lose your job, if you lose your job for standing firm in faith, God will cover you. I promise you. He always does. He always does. Always does. You go and you walk with that heavenly authority. You know what's going to happen? They're going to be like, oh, teacher, why is your room so different? Well, it's because I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm walking with authority. It's going to be different now. Amen, church. And so someone say one day. So when we look at, when we look at Jesus, we're like, we sit here and we're like, oh, well, that's Jesus, Nick. Yes, you're right. That is Jesus. He's perfect. That is Jesus. I read, I, I was reading more of the book. Go ahead. If you got your books, go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Get the book out. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. 
I was reading this and I, I was praying about this message and I started reading this scripture and I, I found that this, this day that Peter walked with heavenly authority, it's not just an account of something miraculous. Because I get all wrapped up and, and, and listen, hey, believers, we do this all the time. We get wrapped up in the miracles and we get really excited about the impossible things happening. Am I the only one? Okay, I'm right. Okay. So, so we get really excited about the miracles. We get really excited about the, the fun things. When really, I read this again, church, this Acts chapter 3 and 4 is a whole lesson on authority. It's a whole lesson on how to operate and walk with heavenly authority. Someone say one day. One day, this is in verse 1, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. They took notice today. Believe me, Peter and John were in the habit of doing this. And in fact, I, I remember M, M taught me this. I love my wife. Hey, babe. Um, M taught me that uh, through referencing and through understanding Scripture that this would have been an act of worship to give. And so he would stand at this temple gate so that people could give and not go into the temple. Get out of church early. Oh, I did my daily sacrifice and my daily worship. What a beautiful place to sit. Take advantage of the system. So, he was about to enter, he asked money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. Sounds like a command. Sounds strong. Look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Isn't it interesting that when you operate with authority, people who don't know you take notice? I don't know this guy, but I'm going to look at him. He's telling me to look at him. And so, then Peter said, go ahead, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. Someone say, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the, not by the power of Peter, not because it's an awesome Wednesday, not because I'm really happy right now and I'm feeling all goosey after church. No, the authority that's about to happen, the authority that's about to be exercised right now is in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do you call on his name, church? Do you call on his name? Do you speak his name in these positions or in these moments that you ought to? Because Nick Miller does a lot by his own strength, and it fails all the time. Why do I not forget this part? To speak the name that is above all names. Y'all with me, church? So in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, command, walk. Taking him by the hand. He didn't have an option. Whoop. Pick you up right here, right now. He helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Church, this was not an open dialogue for discussion. This was not some beautiful theological thing. No, 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 no. He just commanded things to happen. He commanded it to happen. It was that day. There was obviously a pull from the Spirit of God that these things should be happening today, one day. Peter appears to be operating with authority from heaven that is different than any other day. Church, I pray on that one day that you would walk with the same authority too. 
And I believe as we learn more and more about this, the one day will soon be approaching. Where you do get to walk with total authority over a situation. I've seen it. Amy and I, we've done deliverance ministries. I've seen, I've seen literally, it's not in my power. I've literally called on the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus and told demons to stop. And they stop. They have to listen to me 100%. Not me, the Spirit inside me. You have authority, church. Peter didn't question it. I think we go through this series and we've been learning all about these awesome things. Fear has to flee. Let my people go. All these types of things. And we question it day in and day out. Can I do this? You can do it. Not you. The Holy Spirit in you. So Peter appears to be operating with authority. Then it keeps going. Go ahead. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to be sitting at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had just happened to him. Can I tell you something? God is glorified as we walk with heavenly authority. It's not for the edification of self. We talked about that. It's not so that I'm awesome. No, it's not so that I'm elevated. No, it is so that God would be praised because this can only happen by one source and that is a heavenly source that's the only way that this can happen God is glorified as we walk with heavenly authority people have to acknowledge something happened something happened and so then all of a sudden people were praising God and there was a discussion that follows and I I've read this portion but I always stop at verse 10 I'm like oh the miracle yeah so let's go to verse 11. Go ahead. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Truth is, is it is surprising when someone operates with heavenly authority. Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk. Wait, let me tell you something. If you're in denial that God can do miracles and God can do incredible things, let me tell you something. There's only two powers in this world. One is God. One is Satan. And Jesus himself says it. They start accusing him. Oh, it's by demons. It's by demonic power that he casts out demons. Why would a demon cast out a demon? That's when Jesus says, hey, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So by what power do we do this? It only comes from one or two places. It only comes from one or two places that we do the miracles. It comes from one or two places that we, that we speak in tongues or prophesy. One or two. You can call me demonic or you can acknowledge that it's heavenly. They dealt with the same thing. Is it by our own power? No. Or godliness? No. How could he do this thing? What is the source? Someone say the source. What is the source of this? How could he do such things? How can we? Are you stare at us if it's by our own power or godliness that we've made this man walk? No. Authority and power. Look at this. I, I wrote this down. Authority and power come not from our own hands, church. It comes from one of two places. It comes from one of two places comes from one of two places. Peter had to say this because many will make claim and even try to be a source of power and authority too. 
There are people who are in the business of, of trying to establish power for themselves, leaning on them own, their own energies and their own self. And people will try to claim the authority, and the enemy actually partners with people at times to deceive. So we had to make this clear. It's not by, it's not by our own power, and it's not, by, it's not by demonic power that this happened. It's by the Holy Spirit. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit promised in Acts chapter 1, church. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. He's talking to the onlookers here. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate. Though he had decided to let him go, you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that the murderer be released to you. Wait, let me tell you why. Here's a word in here. Go ahead, keep going, keep going, keep going. You killed... kill the author of life. I'm telling you, these chapters, I thought that this was an account of a miracle. I'm finding that this is a lesson on authority. In the name of Jesus Christ, the author of life, whom God raised from the dead, we are witnesses of this. By faith, someone say by faith. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see now, uh, whom you see and know was made strong. It's in Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him. As you can all see, today I'm here to tell you that your authority cannot come through works. Your authority cannot come through knowledge. Your authority cannot come through being awesome. Your authority cannot come through some fake source. No, Authority comes from Jesus Christ alone. Faith in Him alone. Heavenly authority begins with faith in Christ alone. That's it. That's where it begins. And it will grow as you walk in it. But that's where it begins. It comes through faith in Christ alone. When you submit to him, that's what repentance is. That's what giving your life is. That's what it is to, want to believe in him and allow him to be your Lord and Savior. Do you know what that means? That you're submitting to his authority. And from that moment, you have heavenly authority. It's in, it's in faith in the name of Jesus Christ that you have authority. Church, are y'all learning something today? It's in faith in his name. That's it. That's where it begins. By no other source. No other source. Look at Acts chapter 4. They're still trying to fight Peter and John about this. They're still giving them trouble. They actually put them in jail. Come on, man. Doing something good. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. You want to question how he did these things? Stand there and be a naysayer. There it is, right there. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And again, this message is hard to receive. If you don't believe, if you don't know, do you not know? If you're not able to recognize that the Holy Spirit is within you, you will be missing this part. You will be missing this part. You'll be missing this authority that God has given you. I'm telling you. By the power of the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, he said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we're being called into account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame. Isn't that interesting? One of the fruits of the Spirit is kindness. Wait, 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 wait. One of the fruits of the Spirit is kindness. If you're in question, if you're in question of if something comes from the demonic or from God, what's the fruit of it? There will be heavenly fruit if it's of heaven. 
Thank you. Okay. If you're being called to an account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel. Hey, I love this. Put this up here. Go ahead. Keep going. It's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do you see it? It's by that heavenly authority. Not by skill, not by strength, not by eloquence, not by super awesome knowledge of every page here. No, it's by the name, faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Whom you crucified, <laughs> but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has now become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, church, for there is no other name. There's no greater authority under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. No greater authority. Are y'all learning something, church? Come on now. The Spirit of God was within Peter. And Peter was able to walk and speak with heavenly authority. He walked like he was capable. And not him being capable. He just allowed the Spirit of God to do what the Spirit of God does. And he had faith in the name of Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God in him. Peter was able to walk and speak. He lived like he was capable. Amen, church. Anyone else want that type of life? Let me give clarity to that. I'm not talking about the want to be an awesome healer every day of my life, although God can absolutely equip you to do that. I'm just saying I want to walk with heavenly authority, whatever that may look like day to day. Okay. And so I want to give, I want to give some clarity here because we're hearing this word authority a lot. We're hearing authority a lot. And you also in the beginning heard the word power. Someone say power. And so I was, it was interesting, the first week of this series, uh, Paige, wow, we mentioned her twice now today. Paige was, was, uh, had come up to me after service, and she's like, Nick, I did a little, I felt the words power and authority on, on the service, and I just wanted to ask what, what they were, or, or, and I did some research and found some stuff. And so I think that we need to go through this as well, because when we think of authority, you might be thinking of a power. When you think of authority, you might be thinking of power, okay? And so what is the difference between power and authority? Ooh, good question. All the folks in the church went, mmm. <laughs> what is the difference between power and authority? They sound pretty similar, kind of in the same context, interchangeable even, right? What's the difference? So go ahead, you can put this up here. We're going to start with power. Power, 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 power. The word in Greek is dynamis. Dynamis. Uh, it's the modern, uh, it's the root word, perhaps, of dynamite. That's where you find the word dynamite. It comes from this word dynamis. <clears throat> to be powerful, to be strong, the ability to perform an activity, the ability to move a rock, the ability to lift something strong, the ability to say something bold, the ability, the ability, the ability to perform an activity. That's what power is. That's what power is. And so when it says in Acts chapter 1, go ahead, you can put this up here, you will receive power, the, ab the ability to perform, oh my gosh, the ability to perform what is in this word. Not Nick Miller's selfish agenda stuff. The ability to perform this. The ability to perform an activity. You will receive the ability to perform what is in this when the Holy Spirit comes on you. 
you will receive the ability to perform this when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses. In all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The thing that I love about that, that translation, the ability to perform an activity, we think of power and we think of bravado and we think of, wow, a lion. There's people, and whenever, so, so there's other pastors that, that we're really connected to, and there's one, Pastor Barbara, who's at Covenant Church. And she walks with power, but she's 80-something, and all she literally does is say, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And she's actually gentle, <laughs> and she's not this braggadocious, rah, like me. Power is the ability to perform an activity, not the, rah, it's just the ability to perform the activity. And so it's going to look different than you, than me, than Judd, than M, Lisa. It's going to look different amongst all of us. But we have power, the ability to perform the activity. Amen, church. That's why I love that this body is so diverse and there's so many different personalities and different ways of doing things. That's okay. We all have been given the ability to perform what is in this book. And it's going to look different for you than for me. So you've been given power, the ability to perform the activity. <laughs> so when it says all of these Christian instructions, all of these instructions, especially found within <laughs> the letters that Paul wrote, be humble, love one another. All of these various instructions, he will empower you to do it through the Holy Spirit. You will have the ability to perform the activity. Amen, church. So let's talk about authority. Go ahead, you can put authority. Excusia. 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 Authority. Authority. Now, this is different than power. Power is the ability to perform an activity. Excusia is the right to exercise rule. Someone say, the right. You've been given the right to exercise rule. The right to exercise rule. The right to command the situation. The, the right to lead what is happening. The right, the right to exercise rule. To take leadership, ownership of the situation. Hey, look at me. In the name of Jesus Christ, Nazareth, walk. Give me your hand. Up you go. The right to exercise rule. The right to exercise rule. That's what authority means. Now you will have power, the ability to perform an activity, but now you have the right to exercise rule. Now you have the right to exercise your rule. Look at this. Luke chapter 10 says it like this. I've given you authority. He's talking to his disciples. I've given you authority. The right to exercise rule on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. I've given you the, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've given you the right to rule over all the enemies got. And over the next three weeks, we're going to talk about what it is to be a ruler. What it is to be a king. Because that's actually very foreign for you and me. We don't know that. We don't know that. To overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. I've given you the right to exercise rule over everything the enemy throws at you. The right to exercise it. The right to exercise it. The right to exercise it. 
That means you actually got to do it. That means that you actually got to do it. That means that you actually have to do it, church. That means that you have to exercise your rule. Amen, church. It doesn't just happen. Sometimes we as believers want these things to just happen. We just want the nice, pretty things. No, sometimes you got to exercise your rule. And so as you mature as a believer, as you mature as a believer, you'll learn how to walk in the heavenly power and the authority that you've been given. In fact, Paul has a prayer for you and me as well. Look at this. For this reason, I believe this is uh, Colossians. I think it's Colossians 1. For this reason, ever since the day uh, we've heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful, go ahead, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you, given you authority to share in the inheritance of His holy people and the kingdom of light. So I pray that you would just keep growing and growing, maturing and maturing, finding more and more and more knowledge and, and, and finding more and more strength and going through more and more training and practice. That's how we get there, church. Amen? It comes through training. It comes through growing. It comes through time. It's hard. It's hard, but I believe that we're going to mature in this. Amen, church? So whether it's, this is brand new to you or whether you've been experiencing this, walking in this for 10, 20 years, we're going to mature in this. Amen? Bonus. Someone say bonus. Hey, I love it. Your authority, go ahead. Your authority is to be used in complete service to others, not for the edification of self. Your authority is to be used in complete service to others, not for the edification of self careful there's that balance watch watch self put yourself into submission put your flesh unto submission to your spirit seriously seriously this is not to be used for self no go ahead, you can put this up here you are a chosen people this is going to be the highlight for the next three weeks church you are a chosen people a royal priesthood someone say royal priesthood that's what i got tattooed on my arms this is one of my favorite scriptures in the world 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a royal priesthood. That means that you have the right and the authority to rule. You have power. But what is a priest? One who is in complete service and operates in total humility. So you have this power and this authority, but we use it to serve others. Amen, church. <laughs> a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We use, we use this authority. We operate in this authority, not for our self and the edification of self, but for the benefit of others and the glory of God. Amen, church. You have authority because you're under authority. And he's the one who authors it all. And he himself gave you the example of what it looks like to walk under authority. Jesus walked under authority. You have authority because you're under authority. You have authority because you're under authority. So don't wander underneath. Don't wander from underneath that authority. Don't look away. Stay under that authority, church. Walk under that authority. Learn. Dive in. 
Let's start walking like we're capable. Amen? Let's not just preach the ideal. Let's live it out. Yeah? I want to see the let my people go happen. I want to see the fear has to flee happen. I want to see that all nations will worship. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see the just blessings that overflow. Y'all with me, church? You have authority because you're under authority. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for setting the example. Thank you for submitting to God the Father himself so that we, be made, that we may be made whole and righteous and pure and holy by your precious blood that you spilled on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, that by your sacrifice we can find life and you followed your Father's command to the very end so that we may be made whole. And so, God, we submit to you. You're our authority. And if we've wandered away, bring us back under that spot. Let us learn more of who you are. Let us return to that place where we submit everything to you. Today, if you're here and you're not a believer in the way, the truth, and life, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, I'm here to offer you an invitation. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have the perfect words. You don't have to be in church a million times in a row. You don't have to give $5 billion. No, no, no. All you simply have to do, if you want to walk with Jesus and walk in this heavenly authority that is promised to you, all you simply have to do is believe in the way, the truth, and the life. Give him your heart. Turn from your past. Profess him and confess him as Lord and Savior, and you will be saved. And from that moment, it is different. It's in faith in the name of Christ. It's in faith in Jesus Christ himself that you begin to walk a different walk. Today, if you're in this place and you don't know him, I want to give you an opportunity to place your life in his hands, to submit to him as the Lord of your life. If that's you and you want to give him everything, today I want to pray with you. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you will be saved. But I want to encourage you to do something. I want to encourage you to make an outward way, an outward statement of saying, Nick, I'm in on it. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three as an outward way of saying, I'm making this decision to make him the authority, Lord, over my life. If that's you, go for it. One. Two, it's the best decision you'll ever make. Three, does anyone want to make him the authority over your life? Go ahead and go for it right here, right now. No one's looking. Believers are praying for you right now. I see that hand. That's awesome. Anyone else? Anyone else? You can put your hand down. Anyone else want to make that decision today? Anyone else? So good. So good. If you raise your hand, just pray this from the bottom of your heart. Jesus, I give you my life. I believe that you died and rose again to set me free. I now repent of my past and I submit to you everything so that I can walk with you as my authority to the end of my days. I'm excited for heaven and all that is to come here on earth. You are my Lord and Savior. Have it all. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Lift up a shout of praise for those who made that decision. So good. to this week's message. We hope you are able to draw closer to him today and can walk away with a deeper knowledge of his word. At CORE, we believe you aren't meant to do life alone. Visit us at corechurch.com to learn more about how to get involved with our community through serving opportunities and our weekly events.